You're listening to Get the Skinny with your hosts, Brian Kilby and John DeLuna. Hey, everybody. It's your old friend, John DeLuna and Brian Kilby for another Get the Skinny. Brian, how are you doing on this fine evening of recording time? It went from basically being hot as heck to cold as pee. Interesting um, metrics you use. I know. I know. It's uh, it's cold here today. It's like uh, def- define that, please. Well, uh, the low tonight is going to be uh, twelve Fahrenheit. Okay, you got me there. That's not like um, I, I wasn't. Ex- I was expecting Southern guy saying like thirty-five is bone chilling, but uh, that's fair. Twelve degrees is. I wear pretty nippy. I wear shorts all year round. Like you know, twelve degrees. I'm still going to go out in shorts. Yeah, but I might like you know. I might like hold my hands together. You're the anti John. I'm I'm anti shorts outside of a gym. Oh, I yeah. never wear them. I, I'm always shorts. Yeah, we balance each other out. Oh, so, any precipitation in this cool in this cool climate here? Any snow? Any anything? It snowed yesterday. Yeah, uh, for the first time. Uh, stick did stick. <laughs> no, and oh. it was, and I mean, it snowed. I don't know, a quarter of an inch, half an inch, and it was gone by afternoon. I mean, oh. it literally melted. Well, you can dream. Do you guys get snow like later uh, in January and February? Yeah, usually? typically. Uh, like uh, it usually snows February, March, that sort of time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, same with us. We uh, actually – You get uh, snow? We get snow. We get ice, like crazy ice. We always get – you know um since I can remember, we always get at least one good snow every year. And like two out of the last three years, we've had like massive ice storms, which isn't good. Like two years ago, we got like, no exaggeration, four, five inches of ice, something like that. Like people were skating in parking lots, um, ice skating in parking lots. And it like ruined our Super Bowl like three years ago. So the Super Bowl will like never come back to Dallas, even though we have like arguably the best stadium in the world because we had a historic ice storm Right in the middle of Super Bowl weekend, and no one will forget it. The, so. la- the last really solid snow I can remember, I guess it's been a couple years now, uh, the the week uh, J.D., uh, our friend, mm-hmm. and former co-host of the show, passed away. Uh, mm-hmm. It snowed uh, like a foot that week, and uh, I don't think it snowed that much since. That was uh, 2014, hmm. so we didn't get much snow last year. I don't think we got any snow last year. Maybe it has to do with like uh, you're fairly close to the ocean. I'm not sure. Yeah. Who knows? You know, it probably has something to do with it. We get pretty extreme weather. Not gonna lie. Um, speaking of extreme, Brian Chipotle oh, no. is going to extreme marketing means to win people back. So, guys, if you have been living under a rock, you may not realize that Chipotle is giving a lot of people butt fire. In the last, uh, oh, three months, four months, something like that. So Chipotle says that uh, it will launch a marketing push in February to begin the road to recovery after a series of food scares. And it's confident that it will win you back. So there was an outbreak of uh, E. coli here and there uh, at several Chipotles across the country, really, in the, in the, uh, in the winter. And sales have dropped 30% since the outbreak um, that started at the end of October and and was cleaned up 
Chipotle says by mid to late November. Um, but uh, no, nevertheless, sales have plummeted. So uh, apparently what they're going to do, Brian, is the one, they're all going to, all Chipotle's are going to close for one day in December to undergo training. Um, December to, of 2016? Sorry, February. What oh, am I sorry. Saying? February. <laughs> this February, all the stores are going to close for about half a day to undergo training. Um and the training basically is to get them up to speed on this all-new marketing push. So basically what's going to happen is they're going to double their food giveaways. And each, individual's, each individual store will be free to conduct whatever giveaways they feel fit uh, to win their local customers back. So in essence, every Chipotle for an indefinite amount of time apparently is going to have a blank check on giving burritos away. <laughs> whatever it takes – to win you back. Now, Brian, do you have Chipotle in your in your area yeah. or around the yeah, yeah. Lowe's HQ? Yeah. 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 And uh, is it uh, is it a favorite hotspot? No. 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 Really? I've never cared for Chipotle. What about other people? Is it busy? I, like I have a friend who loves Chipotle, and I've never understood the love. Were they deterred by this E. coli thing? She hasn't mentioned it. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, you know, when you when you lose thirty percent of your customers, uh, panic ensues. So I, I I can't blame them for this, but uh, but yes, what they've done is they've they've doubled they've doubled the amount of free food that every store can give away. I guess they had a budget, an individual yeah, store sense. budget, doubled it, and effectively ha- have told them that they are free to conduct whatever kind of promotion they want to give said food away, starting in February. So so, so you know, I'll say this: like if a if a if a if a brand is truly loved, mm-hmm. they don't have to do stuff like that. That's fair. That is fair. And um, their stock has fallen by forty percent over the last year. I yeah, mean, ouch. So uh, <laughs> I sound terrible saying this, and people died. And if you know somebody who died from this, I'm sorry. But like, I so cannot. I mean, I don't know that it will ever come back. But uh, mm. Bluebell ice cream, I wait. I, I count the days until <laughs> I'm able to have it again. Um, I mean, it's back at, at least like in, in a few states, Texas being one of them. But uh, I did see that uh, they are going to be investigated by the government for their uh, for their shenanigans. I shouldn't say shenanigans. I guess I should say maybe the way they handled the Listeria outbreak. Um, what was it? Almost a year ago, last April, I think. Yeah, I Something really like want bluebell ice cream again. Man, well, keep uh, don't hold your breath. Because uh, it sure seems like it's a really slow rollout. Hopefully, um, we won't have a repeat. Because apparently, because that's what that's what got Chipotle in trouble is that you would have an E. coli breakout, and then a couple weeks later another one, and then a couple weeks later another one, and then another one, another one. And nobody knew when it was going to stop. the The Bluebell one was like extreme and short. Unfortunate that uh, yes, a few people did die. But uh, I think I think the one thing that I read in that article too about Bluebell was. Apparently, Listeria was reported like many years ago, starting many years ago in some of their plants, and uh, they didn't obviously properly attend to it. Yeah. So that, uh, that negligence over several years may cost some people um, their freedom. They may be heading to the, uh, to the boogie down. So uh, burritos, Brian, back to burritos. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Good, good segue, John. Hey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so, very good. Thank you. Uh, so I mentioned a couple weeks ago uh, about the uh, vegetarian burrito. 
that uh, I had, and it was really good, that breakfast mm-hmm. burrito. Mm-hmm. And I got a vegan burrito, that mm-hmm. um, that same brand. I can't remember the brand. I'll have to share it out via Twitter. Uh, the vegan burrito, though, was abysmal. Oh, oh dear. Um, that's it, strong words. Like, I couldn't figure out what I was eating. Mm. Uh, like, like, um, well, explain it. Was it a texture thing? Was it separation of ingredients? What, what's going I, on? Here? I think I was just eating milled corn. I can't tell. <laughs> like, uh, with the with the vegetarian one, I knew that I had egg at the very least, but this one was full of something. Uh, mm. But it, it was it was this yellow paste, and it was mm. just um, it. It didn't. I could, it, it, like, let me, I say it was abysmal. Um, if I was uh, on a really restrictive diet or something, it probably would. It didn't taste that bad. I just like <laughs> knowing what I'm eating. If it if it looks like food, like if it's something from a tube, or if it's like something, you know, that is not supposed to be appetizing. I yes. I don't I don't care what what it looks like. But this I just I couldn't tell what I was eating. It, it tasted okay, I guess, but it. It, I guess it, it is a texture thing. I guess. So what? What was like the flavor? Like what on the label? What was it claiming to taste like? I it didn't. I don't remember. It tasted kind of like. Uh, I know. I know that it wasn't, but it tasted kind of like curry. Huh. It, okay. It, it had a vague curry taste to it. Did it have like decent nutritional value, or was that really not the point of this exercise? Um. Not really the point. I mean, like, mm-hmm. uh, I think it had a slightly high sodium. I don't remember the sodium count being terrible. Always the salt. Always the salt. But, uh, you know, low 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 fat, relatively speaking. Uh, of course, again, vegan. But the vegetarian option was pretty darn good. Uh, this one, if, I don't know, if you're, like, in your 70s or something and, you you can't eat solid foods, and th- this might be a treat. God, I'm terrible this week. God, I'm an awful person. But it's um, yeah. I uh, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it if you are in a nor- on a normal diet. <laughs> but the, the, again, the vegetarian option, uh, I think anybody could eat that and be happy with it, and that would be a nice uh, s- uh, switch out for um, something less healthy. Not so much with the vegan, just. Disappointing. Yeah. Disappoint. Well, you know what? Not everyone can be a winner. I found like Amy's brand stuff. If you're looking for healthier stuff, is is usually decent, but it's not. It's not as hardcore as a vegan burrito. It's uh, it's just organic. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a step. It's a step in the right direction. Say that. And you know, organic is organic is a. the USDA organic label is a commentary on how it's produced, not the quality. Mm, that is true. That is true. Um, hey, Brian, real quick, hotshot news that I can't let pass. This is really sad. You know those uh, iconic sweet and low pink packages that oh, are yeah. on every restaurant yeah. uh, table in the world? Sweet and low is shutting down their original 60-year-old factory. Really? Very, very sad. Very sad. Times there are a change in. So anyway, yes, the um, the CEO of Cumberland Packing Corporation was pretty blunt in saying the shutdown was decades in the making and they'll move production to other parts of the country. So the original Brooklyn factory for Sweet and Low 
uh, is going to be shuttered. So sad. Hey, what is your favorite um, method of sweetening? Uh, actually, I was about to ask you a question about that. Now, I, oh, please. I, so, what First. what is what is what is sweet and low? Is it is it is it aspartame? Is it sucralose? That is a good question. While you are giving me your favorite sweetener, <laughs> I am going to Google that s. So, sucralose is my favorite, uh, huh. aka Splenda. Splenda is the primary brand, but um, that's so, pretty strong stuff too. I mean, well, it's all strong stuff. That's the reason yeah. it's low calorie. That's true. That's I mean, true. So it's it's. I think sucralose is six hundred times sweeter than sugar, uh, which means that you can dilute it six hundred times more than sugar. Dear God, that's why it's that's why it's low calorie, uh, uh. not because it not because it's necessarily not you know doesn't have a caloric value. It's just it can be diluted. So, uh, food but, is just a science now, isn't it? Food's always been a science. Yeah, but the romance is like – you just took the romance out of uh, out of artificial sweeteners for me. <laughs> Broke my heart. Hey, um, so Sweet and Low is a brand of artificial sweetener, as we know, made primarily from granulated saccharin. Saccharin? Really? It also contains dextrose and cream of tartar. So dextrose is the, uh, the emulsifying agent uh, in uh, – in Aspartame, well, I guess actually in any form, powdered form of aspartame, but in mm. uh, Splenda as well. I mean, that's just what that's basically just the vector for it. Ah. Uh, it's okay. So saccharin is like, I think saccharin predates aspartame by a good measure. Uh, measure. Um, it uh, saccharin's not really that great for you. Well, I say okay, okay. That's an unqualified statement. I say it's not great for you, but somebody else will say, well, aspartame is not great for you. <laughs> sure. And, you know, the FDA has approved it. So, you know, it is what it is. I Whatever. Don't, I don't know enough about saccharin to, to comment on it intelligently, but uh, I do know that a lot of people have some gnarly things to say about saccharin. I'm sure. And uh, to them, I, I hold up my can of Diet Mountain Dew that I'm drinking right now at 741 in the evening. Um, I'm drinking a root beer. Pick your poisons, people. Oh, by the way, in Canada, Sweet and Low is made from sodium cyclamate instead of saccharin because saccharin was not allowed as a food additive in Canada. Beginning in 1977, when, su- when studies surfaced showing cancer resulting in laboratory rats that had been administered the additive, in 2014, Canada lifted this ban. Since the studies were recently proven faulty, Several other countries have lifted their saccharin bans and warnings as well. Yeah, saccharin is a, a product of the 19th century. Which so is, are we. Yeah. Well. I love saccharin then. We should hang out. <laughs> we should hang out with saccharin. Man. Uh, well, you know, that kind of makes me sad that, uh, that again, kind of like talking about like taking romance out of food, that the original Brooklyn factory for Sweet and Low is, um, is going belly up. I'm, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure rent – is uh, monstrous now in in hoity-toity Brooklyn, but still, you know, a little bit of food history um, ending here, chapter being closed. Anyway. A new chapter began today. Okay, please. This is the saddest thing, but I had to report it. It's so sad. Mm. So, like, uh, do you eat – I mean, we we all eat pizza that's not, like, fresh right from the oven, right? I'm afraid so. So I normally eat it cold. Mm -hmm. Like, I am a – major proponent of of cold pizza i if a, if a pizza isn't good cold then it's not good pizza uh i don't know that i can always agree with that what anyway continue like giorgiano is not good cold 
That's G- fair. Giordano's, I'm sorry. You could, a deep dish may be its own animal. Yeah. Um, but, so, I, if, if I warm it, it's always been in the microwave. So today, like, uh, I had some leftover pizza. It was Papa John's. You know, uh-huh. say what you will. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, I don't really want to microwave it because I don't want to eat, like, a rubbery pizza. Yes. So I looked on the box. <laughs> And the box said reheat 350 degrees, five to 10 minutes. I'm like, well, that's not much longer than, you know, 30 seconds in the microwave. So I will do it. And oh my God, it makes a huge difference. I know it's stupid for me to be so excited about this, but it was like almost like new. Exactly. How many years have you been eating pizza uh, before this discovery? 30, I guess. 30. Yeah. yeah, that's about right. That's probably about right. And you've just now discovered that the best way to reheat pizza is in, <laughs> in the, the oven. oven. Yes. In the oven. Do you have a pizza stone? Uh, yes, I do. Even better if you throw it on the pizza stone. I've never had good luck with it. I mean, you know, look at it this way. Like you're reheating pizza that was the night before or a day or two before. So you're kind of playing with house money. So what better way to yeah. kind of get the hang of a pizza stone than with reheating the pizza? Good point. Now, I've heard that a better way to do uh, heating heating pizza or cooking pizza instead of on a stone is on a slab of steel. Because oh, steel really? is a much better conductor of heat, of course, huh. than a stone. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I'm an idiot. Just uh, now learning to reheat pizza the right way. Well, it's the dawn of a new day, like you said. Like, I just got a new microwave. I've had the same microwave for like 10 years, and it, mm-hmm. it died a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, mm. so I, I, I'm learning. This is a much better, more powerful microwave. I'm like, oh, so this is how this is supposed to cook. And I'm like, well, I might as well try something different. I've had this oven for 10 years. <laughs> Let's see how it works. Man. So I got to ask you, like, just like when when people who drive the same car for 10 years get a new car, and it's like driving a spaceship to them yeah. because yeah. it's like a leap forward into the future. Yeah. Has the microwave been a similar thing, or is it not that fancy of a microwave? Well, it's a good – it's a really nice microwave. Uh, uh-huh. So I have to say uh, the reason I chose this microwave is because at the office, every single break room has this microwave in it. Okay. So I've been using this microwave for about five years. Okay. Tried and true. Tried and true. Uh, it gets used in the office. Each one gets used dozens of times a day, uh, and it's very, very powerful, very – um, sturdy, so very nice. Yeah, it's robust. <laughs> Man, I'd never uh, think that uh, a microwave review would have that uh, that word <laughs> applied to it. That is like a, that's the kind of Amazon review that would get you reported for doing a fake review, for sure. <laughs> have you seen that people on Amazon are now, or I guess I don't know, fake reviews are now really getting the hammer dropped on them? Really on Amazon? Yeah, there's some kind of push by the Amazon police to um, to expunge fake reviews from Amazon. Which I think is good, but um, but yes, the the hammer's being dropped for sure. I didn't even realize that was a thing. I frankly don't even look at Amazon reviews. Oh, I do. Oh God, do? I, I absolutely look at them. I guess I guess I'm more. Um, by the time I get to a product on Amazon, like I've decided, like I'm buying that product. So so for it's me, vetted, it's vetted my review process. I am absolutely somebody who peruses Amazon and makes mm. my decision on the page, and I don't go by the star review. Uh-huh. Normally I have questions. I'm like, well, does it do this or does it do that? And I just find where those questions have been, either been answered in the Q&A. Interesting. Or, yeah, in the uh, reviews. And I, I make decisions based on that. Huh. Um, I, I do need to probably, at least for entertainment, peruse the, uh, the reviews in the comments for um, health food 
like quest bars and oh, yeah. powders and such. People have like really negative opinion of stuff like that. So like something that I think might taste really good oh, uh, yeah. typically still gets a really poor review. Well, you hate like uh, apple flavored stuff, right? That's true. The big 100 apple is like, uh, you know, garbage to you. Oh, 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 so this reminds me uh, what I found um, that I really liked and I so almost didn't eat the thing. It was this, ah, man, I can't remember the exact flavor. I think it was coconut almond, but it was a coconut almond, uh, like, health bar or protein bar or something from Aldi of all places. Oh, really? And I got it thinking, oh, this will be crap. And it's been sitting at my desk now for a couple of months. I'm like, I will eventually get to this. And I was really, really desperate for a snack. Like, I, I had been at my desk all day working hard, couldn't, and I didn't have a chance to get up. Oh, what do I have? What do I have? And I, I, I had gone through my Fiber One cookies over the course of the last <laughs> couple of weeks, uh-huh. and, I, and I picked this thing up, and oh my god, it was delicious. I don't think it was the virtual starvation that you know is leading me to think that. I genuinely think it was actually really good. You could remove yourself from that situation. Yes, just judge the taste. Yeah, good it, for you. It was really good. Was it like Aldi brand or something? Yeah, like- it was. They're fit and fresh or. Farting free or whatever it's called. Weird. Yeah, their house brand. I mean, everything at Aldi's. Ba- oh, not everything. Not everything is a house brand, but most everything's a house. Sure, brand. sure. Almost everything. Virtually everything. Yeah. Gosh, in my head, I can't. I, I I can't even think what isn't. They sell some uh, of the wine, maybe. Uh, no, I mean they sell uh, like Kool Aid. They may have Gatorade. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. They'll have uh, beverages. Yeah, I mean they'll have all sorts of different stuff. Yeah. But most things. Are yeah, especially house frozen brand. stuff, things like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me think, guys. I actually have a uh, exercise tip for you guys, tip of the day. Um, there is a nice warm-up uh, that we do every now and then in CrossFit that you might want to try. And what's great about it is that you only need a bar to do it. No weight, certainly no weight to start, and probably no weight for a while because that could really mess up your back if you put any kind of weight on it. So if you get like a 40-pound bar, 30-pound bar, um, it is called a good morning. Um, oh, you, yeah. You can YouTube it, but I'll also describe it. I would recommend YouTubing it always so you can just get a yeah. little visual. But it's a very simple movement. Uh, a good morning is just a way to stretch your your glutes, your hammies, um, a little bit of your back. But if you're straining your back, you're probably doing it um, incorrectly. So it's really meant to kind of stretch out the back of your legs, your lower back a little bit. And all a good morning is, is you, you put the bar on your back mm-hmm. across your shoulders, just like you would be doing a back squat. Your feet about shoulder width apart, uh, knees slightly bent, slightly bent. <clears throat> and you bend at the waist forward while keeping your legs stationary. Don't move your legs from that slightly bent position. And you bend forward kind of looking like one of those drinking birds yeah. that uh, go back and forth. Um, with their beaks dipping in the water. You're basically doing that motion. Uh, Your lower body staying uh, stationary and tight, and you're bending at the waist forward while keeping your chest and your back straight, uh, eyes up, looking forward. Bend forward slowly, and then come back up to your original position of standing straight up, again with the bar across your shoulders as if you were going to do a back squat. That is a good morning. Very simple movement. Uh, but very good for warm-ups. And if you're starting out an exercise kind of program, if you're new to just exercise in general or, or moving weights and bars around, things like that, it's a good way to get used to 
um, just having something across your shoulders. I have never understood why that's called a good morning. I haven't either. And I know uh, we've asked at least once our uh, CrossFit instructor, and she had no idea. I've done that with, uh, with actual weights on the bar before. And you can do it with weight. You can definitely be careful with that, yeah. but um, and if you're frankly, if you're doing it as a warm up, it's not, it's not even needed. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. So a good morning, guys. YouTube, good morning, uh, CrossFit, or um, good morning stretch. And yeah, I'm just sure you'll find it. Good morning exercise. I mean, it it it, it sounds like it's used in CrossFit, but I certainly don't believe it originated with CrossFit. No, 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 it didn't. It didn't. That's for sure. Yeah. No, but it's a it's a nifty little way to stretch your uh, stretch your lower body out. You may feel some uh, some muscles move around that uh, that you haven't before, and that's good because um, honestly, especially guys, we often neglect our lower body uh, big time. So we're doing curls and bench all day, and uh, and we have little chicken legs, uh, and we don't realize it. So it's a good way to uh, it's a good way to get uh, like into the groove of working out those uh, those hammies for sure. Yeah, awesome, John. That's great. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, there was something I was going to mention. Uh, about wasn't an exercise. It was, it was something. Was it related to like exercise? I think so. I can't. I, I can't think of what it was. I'm not going to waste waste you guys' time. Hey, speaking yeah. of um, effectively CrossFit, yeah. uh, sort of CrossFit, more like American Gladiators meets CrossFitters. Do you watch Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge? I do not, but I hear him talk about it. Whenever I listen to his podcast, yes, like incessantly, mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend it. It's fun. It's um, it's some kind of weird mix of American Ninja Warrior, American Gladiators, wrestling, and crossfitting. And there are, um, it's basically a series of like one-on-one competitions between two amateur athletes, and then uh, whoever comes out on top of that kind of mini tournament of one-on-one competitions. That finalist at the end of each episode goes through an obstacle course um, to uh, to win the grand prize. I think like ten thousand dollars, something like that. And the success rate of people going through that uh, that obstacle course may be like one out of twenty at most. So it's it's a grind for sure. Anyway, um, at bottom line is it's got Steve Austin in almost every shot yelling something. So. That's worth watching in and of itself. So anyways, uh, Broken Skull Challenge on uh, Country Music Network, uh, Country Music Television of all things. Yeah, I, I find it funny when, I, when I've caught Kim watching American Ninja Warrior. I'm like, you know the Japanese version of that has been around forever and it's a lot better. It is a lot better. She doesn't care. It's so Japanese. It's so Japanese. You sound like an otaku. I know. With but, that. It even has subs. Yeah, I know. Uh, but it's usually like a fisherman who wins. <laughs> yes, or a guy dressed up like a chicken. Well, I, I don't think he's one. Nor, <laughs> well, they're, nor, nor, at least they're there, a guy in a diaper. Nor is the guy that worked at 7-Eleven. <laughs> True. It's usually a fisherman, I'm telling you. Yeah, yes, it's it's some day laborer, basically. It's hard. It is. It is hard. Mount uh, Midoriyama? Mount Fuji, uh, I thought, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't think it's Mount Fuji. I think it's Mount no. Mid- Nah, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, it is what it is. Tweet us. Actually, it was, uh, I know what I wanted to mention. Um, yeah. So, CES, the Computer Electronics Show, was last week. Yes. Um, I, actually, next week I'll probably go into great detail, more detail on this. Mm. No, this topic for next week. Mm-hmm. But I do want to mention, uh, I'm a big fan of Fitbit, and they introduced a new smartwatch. I saw that. And it's going to be out in March. Hmm. 
Do you know the retail? Two hundred bucks. Okay. So it's less than the one that uh, Kim has. So when that comes out, I'll, I will get it and I'll do a review. It's like a fraction of an Apple Watch too. Yeah, and I I, I like it better. So. Yeah, I mean, it's got a more like um, it's it's got more focus in in its purpose. That's for sure. Yeah, it's got the uh, continuous heart rate and all that, which is the reason that I want it. And it actually looks like a watch. So I'm really excited about that. That sounds cool. I might look into that myself too. And uh, not intentionally a plug when I get it. I will probably get it through Amazon. How would one uh, get it through Amazon that would behoove all of us? You can go to our Amazon link at uh, tfradio.net slash Amazon or go to tfradio.net and click on one of our many <laughs> Amazon links and that will take you to Amazon. And to thank us for sending you their way. Amazon will uh, kick back a little bit of that uh, cost of purchase and send it to us uh, just again as a thank you. So um, cost you no more and uh, it helps us out tremendously. It's how we pay for the show and all our shows. Yes, you get what you pay for too. Oh, yeah, you absolutely do. So head to Amazon like right now yeah. to make the show better. Yeah, I wonder, if that, I wonder if that's actually on Amazon for pre-order yet. I can check right now. The Fitbit watch. Hey, shout-outs to Fitbit. Uh, for work, I had to order a large sum of Fitbits directly through them, and their uh, corporate sales department was delightful. So Awesome. Fitbit, uh, if you would like to sponsor us, we're, uh, we're here anytime. <laughs> just, uh, just tweet us. DM us. Yeah, DM us, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Brian, the, it's anything the bla- else? Oh, it's the Blaze. It's, what? Is that what it's called? Yeah, and you can pre-order it. So macho. That will be available at tfradio.net slash Fitbit, F-I-T-B-I-T, lowercase. (laughs) Yikes. Yikes. He's not lying either. I'm not lying. Um, Brian, anything else this week? That's it. That's it. Yeah. Let's tap out. Um, I think I am going to take Chipotle up on its massive discounts and giveaways February 1st. And uh, I invite everybody else to as well. Whether Whether or not you like Chipotle or not, it's free food. Yeah. So let's take it up. Let's take them up on that offer and maybe get that stock humming again and our, uh, and our bellies full. Nothing wrong with that. So, so Brian, um, if that's it, uh, let's see. We've done the plugs. We've talked a little bit about exercise. We've talked a little bit about food. Um, you had your epiphany with uh, oven-baked leftover pizza. Yeah, I know. You know what? Uh, real quick before we go, I just want to uh, tell everybody. Not only does that like, not only is that the optimal way of reheating leftover pizza, it's like the only way to reheat subpar pizza. Like, uh, no offense, Little Caesars. So if you're going to reheat pizza that's already kind of of questionable quality, you have got to like reheat it in the oven. There's no other way um, because it, it's it's something not of this earth if you microwave that pizza you're starting too low on the uh, totem pole to mess around guys so you got to do oven reheated anyway uh so many tips this week so uh so brian uh awesome show let's do it again next week what do you say sounds good to me john um and we appreciate you guys listening every week so again tfradio.net slash amazon helps us out for brian for john we will see you on the next get this week this has been get the skinny 